It's that lunchroom chatter podcast, you know Will you sit up and think about fucking your girl's best friend But you can't because your girl's a fighter and she'll fuck you up This that lunchroom chatter podcast Will you lay up and think about being a porn star But you can't because you come too quick So you gotta eat the pussy for 95 minutes Mmm, that kind of shit This that lunchroom chatter podcast Where you in bed at night thinking about beating your meat But you can't because you live with your mama and she bust in the room and said, bitch, get the fuck up. Mama, why you ain't knock on the door first? It's that kind of shit. Where you can be yourself, where you can relax, where you could put yourself into the mind of another nigga. So stay tuned. Let's get this shit popping. Lunchroom chat podcast, baby. Yeah, yeah. I know some of you motherfuckers mad at me, man. <laughs> A good amount of y'all hit me last week. It's like, yo, where the new? Ep- I, I need a new episode. But you know, on Tuesday, let's clap it up for myself. It was my birthday, man. <laughs> July twentieth, your boy turned thirty-two years old, man. Like when I tell you, man. Like growing up in the Bronx, New York. Like from the age of two until about twenty-two years old, it was so many times throughout my life where. To be honest, like, I didn't even think I would live to see 25. And, like, I'm not just saying this. Like, growing up in the projects, growing up in the inner city, like, it's so many times where you go downstairs, you walk to school, you look outside, and all you see is drugs, you see violence, you see negativity to where you kind of get PTSD in a way, and you kind of get your mind set that, okay, every day can be my last day. So the fact that, like, 32, I know that some people, they just see 32. Okay, yeah, I got a new birthday. I could go out and party. I could go out and smoke hookah, smoke weed. Like, I always get kind of sentimental and kind of quiet and reserved when it comes to birthdays because I know how precious they are. Like, I watch the news. Like, we see um, these fucking black-on-black crimes. We see police brutality to where a lot of these people are young. 14, 15, 19, 20 years old. So to be 32 years old, like I said, to some people, it's just another year. But to me, every single year that goes by and I'm still here, it's a big accomplishment. But let's clap it up one more time. Now, this past week on, um, on Instagram, I posed the question. I said, if you are in a relationship... Or dating, married, or whatever the case may be, what is something that turns you off during sex? (laughs) And like, that's where I want to start with because I had some people send some things in about things that turn them off during sex. So I want to, I want (laughs) to, we're going to get right to the shit, man. I ain't going to say her name, but this is (laughs) something she said turns her off. During sex Let me restart it We're going to get right into this shit Here we go I was talking to this guy some years ago And I started liking him Like maybe after a couple months We were talking I'm like okay I like this dude I think I'm going to go ahead and give him some So (laughs) We get ready to do the nasty And He gets on top and then he's sweating like profusely like 
like not normal sweating like high blood pressure sweating like what the hell and there's like this sweat just drenching and just dropping all on my face and on my neck and at that point I started to get really disgusted like I don't know like that I just felt like that was the weirdest situation ever like why are you sweating so much the AC is on the fans are blowing what are you doing to keep from like gagging because well, before I dive back into the voicemail that that's some nasty shit I'm gonna say that right now if you have it now I understand people sweat during sex but she said that the AC was on which means the room was cool so if you like sweating during sex during some hot steamy sex I can understand but if you just sweating profusely and you just dripping your nasty dirty ass sweat on somebody's face like you may have some other issues so get your shit checked out first before you bring your sweaty ass and lay down with somebody but let's get back to the fucking voicemail it just started playing like over and over in my mind like all the possibilities as to why he's sweating so profusely it just started to gross me the fuck out so i acted like i got off like uh, and all the good stuff you know act like i i acted like i had an orgasm and then he thought that wait hold on i'm not gonna act like is that a baby in the background let me let me go back i think i heard that that google you know you act like you had an orgasm but i I think I hear a baby in the background. Hold on. Let me re- let me rewind. To keep from like gagging because like it just started playing like over and over in my mind like all the possibilities as to why he's sweating so profusely. It just started to That's a baby gross me the there. fuck out. So I I hear that that like Google. That's a baby. I got off like uh, and all the good stuff, you know? Act like I I acted like I had an orgasm and then he thought that that he did something which he did not do anything but gross me the fuck out and that was like a major turnoff for me so unfortunately it definitely did not go anywhere from there after that we were done like i i just stopped returning phone calls i couldn't i could not understand for the life of me as Damn, to why you just he was cut sweating. my boy off 100 percent. he could have been nervous why he was sweating so much it pause it now, you know, sometimes during sex, like, you know, especially if the woman is someone who we who we have eyed for a long time, sometimes nerves kick in. So, yeah, he may have been having sex with you, but like he, he might have just been so happy simply by the fact that it was you that he was laying down with to where nerves kicked in or, you know, he, he could have been nervous. He could have been scared of the moment because as men, especially, like I said, when it's someone who we have had our eyes on for quite some time, like nerves kick in because you want to perform well. It's like if you're a basketball player, you know, and like you're trying to make the NBA and you get in that first game. So that first game, you might fuck up. You get in the game. You're going to throw up shots from three half court shots, try 360 layup because you're trying to impress. Like that may be what this man was doing. And he ended up nervous Sweating even with the AC on, but that's some nasty shit. Let's boo that nigga. Uh uh-uh. uh. But I want to dive back in, finish this voicemail. Such a major turn off because it wasn't normal sweating, it was like thunderstorm and freaking New York City sweating. Like 
That was crazy to have that much sweat, just the sheets just drenched off of you sweating. And I'm not even sweating. Like, what's happening? I am sweating right now with that, it, that baby in the background. Mommy. Like, I'm... <laughs> Like, I'm sweating. That baby going to go to school tomorrow. Hey, hey, hey. That baby going to tell that story to the teachers, to the school. Hey, teacher, guess what my mommy said? My mommy said a, a, a motherfucker sweating on her. They're going to be looking like, what? Like, y'all know kids repeat shit, but who knows? The child could be back there zoned out. So, we ain't going to stay on that too much. That child probably in the back ain't paying shit. No fucking mind. But you never know with kids. Them motherfuckers is nosy as shit. But, yeah, so that was, like, one of the worst sexual experiences that I've had. Well, I, should I say weirdest sexual experience? Let's boo him off the jump. Like I said, I, I I was trying to give him a benefit of the doubt, but who knows? That nigga got to go to the doctor and get his fucking sweat glands fucking checked. Whatever the fuck is going on with this motherfucker. But, again, the question was, what is something that turned you off during sex, on the lead-up to sex, or just in general? Now, I had another voice message come in. Like I said, we're going to dive into this shit. So, now, now, now. so, I don't know if I've ever been turned off during sex, but I've damn sure been turned off before sex and after sex. For example, if I come over to a girl's crib and her room is just filthy, bed's not made, none of that shit, we're not having sex, right? Because I'm, I'm turned off at that point. I don't want to lay with somebody that... that didn't even prepare You know what I'm saying The room don't even smell good I don't want to have Nobody want to be in a roast house bitch Fix your fucking roaches bitch Come through right after I get off work No fuck you not I, I hate it when women try to come over to my spot Right after they get out the work Like go home and fucking take a shower like, you know, Wash your funky smell. ass first that, that, that type of shit Wash that stink ass Turn off to me It's a tremendous turn off And this shit happens so fucking often That I, I don't even have any words for the shit I don't got no words for the shit either No we gonna boo Fuck that shit. If you are a woman out there, and matter of fact, let me say this. Like, let me let me focus. If you are a woman out there, and you want to have sex so bad after work to where you bring your funky ass to a man's house, you don't wash your pussy, or you take a fucking bird bath, you are a dirty ass. Bitch. That's what you are. I repeat, ladies. If you are at work all day, walking around, getting your pussy moist and musty, and you want some dick so bad after work to where you walk your funky, nasty ass to a man's house after work without taking a nice, clean shower, you are a nasty ass. And that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> but um, I got to take a shit. So I, we we, we going to take a quick break and I'm going to come back. Like, I just feel my stomach, my shit bubbling. And I can't sit through this fucking episode a whole fucking hour with my stomach in shambles. We're going to take a quick break and we're going to dive back into this shit. I think I got one more voicemail I'm going to play for you guys. Then we're going to dive into some fucking topics. You know, I think I'm going to do this episode by myself this week, man. Like I said, um... I've been very appreciative this past week with my birthday passing, but I found out some news that now those who have been with the podcast from the beginning knows that my brother, he suffers from mental illnesses to where sadly he goes in and out the hospital. You know, he's bipolar and amongst other things. And I found that on my birthday that he ended up back in the hospital last week. Now, Again, those who have been here since day one knows that my brother, he did three years in prison. 
because of, you know, things that he heard voices that was telling him to do certain things. And sadly, he ended up in prison for that three years in upstate New York. He was in Rikers Island. And I found out on my birthday, like I said, that he ended up back in the hospital and he'll be in there now for about a month or so. So they can assess him, take care of him, you know, diagnose him and things like that. So that's why on Instagram, you guys always see me be open, be honest about life because I just, I can't go online and live like this fake ass life and pretending that I'm okay, that I'm perfect 24 seven because I'm not, I'm a flawed man. I'm a flawed black man. Every single day I wake up, I try to get through fucking life and just do the best I can. But right now, let me go take a shit. I got to do the best I can because my stomach is my stomach going crazy. Yes, sir. We back, man. Shit, I feel so much better, man. But y'all know what I realized? It's been about six to eight weeks since the last time I played one of my sleeper songs on this podcast. So we going to get back into this shit, man. I got a lot of shit I want to talk about. Some shit I want to get off my chest in regards to urban culture, music, the world in general. As always, you guys can support. My cash app is dollar sign NYC stories 718. Guys can follow me on IG at lunchroom chatterpod. Keep spreading the podcast. Keep supporting. But I got a voice message reply in regards to the last episode of the podcast where I think we spoke about what the fuck we spoke about. I, shit, I forgot. Like I make, I make these episodes. Oh, Nick Cannon and shit like that. But I got a response to that, so I want to play you guys that response real quick. I'm gonna reply to it, and then we're gonna play the sleeper shit, and then we're gonna get into some more shit. I want to get the fuck off my chest. I know some of you guys right now are at work. Some of you motherfuckers hate your job, so you tune into the podcast as a relief, as a way to be like, I hate this fucking job. But one thing I can count on is this nigga dropping the episode. Well, you know, I'm sorry for last week. Shit going on. Like I said, it was my birthday. But we back. But this is what my homegirl said, man. She listened to the podcast. You know, much love to you, man. I know you you listen to the podcast where you out hiking with your son. You out doing your thing. You staying active, staying busy, being a dope-ass mom. And you tune into the podcast. So much love to you, man. That's what she said. So, yeah, I just want to reply back to the last podcast that you had um, just posted. I was like, oh, I don't know. I guess about the Tamala, Pamela, I don't know. The actress lady, I completely agree about her um, cashing out her husband. Like you said, she held him down for 15 years. Like, damn, like, nobody want to be a damn police officer. The worst job ever. <laughs> so, respects the props to her. Um, as far as Nick Cannon goes, he's only worth thirty million. So I don't know. He need to slow down on having them kids. I agree with your girl. <laughs> he ain't worth that much to be just out here like I'm gonna populate the world before I go. The millions is gonna be running low. <laughs> and yes, I am driving, so that's why I replied like this. So I know he was talking shit about that on your other post a couple weeks back. But yep, I'm one of the people. I will text. I will drive. I will talk. I will do whatever I need to be doing. It's like, <laughs> hey, let's give a hand clap. But no, no, you you stop driving. Like, hold on. Before I reply, like one of my biggest pet peeves when I'm on the road is people that drive. They be on a phone. I was going to work the other day. I seen a chick. She was on her phone. She was on Instagram. She was on searching for Footlocker.com. Like, how the fuck you buying sneakers and you at the light? 
like when I drive, like you know, I got an Apple Watch, so I change all my music straight from the Apple Watch. I keep my eyes on the road because you can be the best driver on earth. Like people tell me all the time, you know, I'm a good driver, so you know, I can text, I can drive because I'm the top notch driver. But that don't mean shit. You could be the best driver in the world, but you can't control the shit other people on the road do the same in a relationship. You can be the best man, the best woman ever, have the best intentions, go above and beyond, but you can't control how that energy is reciprocated from other people. Oh, that shit sounded deep. Let me clap it up. What the fuck I just said? That shit sounded deep as fuck. Damn. I should be a pastor. God, that shit sound deep, man. But um, matter of fact, hold on. I was going to dive into some news real quick, but now we're going to play a sleep of shit. Now, my guy, Mike, you, you spell his name M-I-K-E. He's a dope-ass artist. He dropped a, a project on Friday entitled The Highs. Now, I know some of you guys were looking out for, oh, I want Kanye's. Kanye not dropping this shit. I don't know what the fuck he doing. I haven't heard of Kanye album in four years. We not supporting Kanye. We not supporting that motherfucker. We not. We not. But my guy... Mike, again, if you motherfuckers can't spell Mike, go back to high school, go back to elementary, preschool, wherever the fuck you went to school at. He dropped a project entitled The Highs. 18 songs, fresh, spanking new, shits is fire. I want to play a song off that project, man. This song is entitled, let me see, it's it's so much fire ass shit on here, man. We're going to play Deja Vu. I don't Try to fuck the system yeah. Got drugs on the island On the counter in the kitchen Feel like I see better When I really can see Shawty Hungrier than never But I still can't eat Little bad just pull me up Drugs on my rider I smoke too much Can't go much higher Guess that depends Throwing gas on fire Over, over again Don't turn me up I can't go quiet on Torias I'm big with the vibe Can't Know some of you guys out there Driving to work Vibe out Over again Yeah, sleep well Let me get my rest You know I never can Replay that Cali music, baby When you driving down The highway with your top down Letting your hair blow in the wind This is my guy Mike Deja vu My big, my big old head Over, over again I see your friends I never asked for you But they know I kept my foot up on the gas for you Then I zoom right back to you Then I zoom right past you, baby Now I'm back on gang shit Back on the ground, back on pavement And she like my fragrance Wearing my t-shirt, baby, just take it She throw that vibe at me, I promise I'ma catch it yeah, left the city, we got busy and forgot to leave a message ooh, ooh, yeah. Got no service in the hills, you gon' have to leave a message ooh, ooh, ooh. Got a shawty in the field with the ass as big as Texas ooh, ooh. Little That's bad a big ass on me up. Drugs on my rider, I smoke too much Can't go much higher Guess that depends, drunk ass on fire Over, over again Don't turn me up, I can't 
can't go quiet on Torians. I'm big with the vibe, can't open up, but I can't go higher. Oh, oh, again, sleep well, let me get my rest. You know I never can be playing all in my head. Oh, oh, again, but details I'd rather spare. You know I got no room left in my big, my big old head. Oh, oh, again, Again, that is my guy Mike, M-I-K-E New project entitled The Highs The nigga nice He got some shit you could vibe to Some some shit you could hit the gym with You could you could fuck to You could mop You could sweep the crib with My guy Mike That is deja vu but... Like a lot of y'all don't understand <sighs> Man, like the like the time and the effort it takes to put out these episodes Like this episode is just me So to command the microphone the whole time To not try, like to try not to have no dull moments To just keep you guys entertained, informed, and talk my shit This shit is tough, man But we're gonna dive into some shit real quick Now, this, is, this happened in Rochester, New York There was a black newscaster, right? She was beautiful Talented journalist I, I think her name is Brianna Hamblin Now she was on location In downtown Rochester Doing a story She was preparing to deliver A news report Then from out of nowhere It was a white guy He appeared drunk or high And he made some rude Vulgar Kind of evil dark remarks Now this shit was called Was caught off mic I want to see if I can pull this clip up because this goes into the shit that a lot of black women have to go through in regards to being accosted outside, the cat calls, the rude names. I spoke about this shit over a year ago in the podcast where I think that men who aggressively approach women outside, them motherfuckers need to be put in jail. Like something has, I understand it's just words. Some of you guys are going to say, John, you over, you, you're, you're just, you're being extra, but something has to be done. I believe that if you go up to a woman outside and you try to approach her because you think she looks good and she says, no, walk the fuck away. Like, no, it's not a signal to now you, you try to say every fucking thing to get her to say yes. If she said no, it's no. But I got the clip pulled up. Listen to this shit. Now, you guys can't see it, but she is standing looking at the camera. A white guy comes up behind her. And he's looking at her. He appears he appears intoxicated. And listen to what the fuck he said. Make sure I got this clip pulled up. I'm telling you, man, we got to cover some real shit. Like we cannot keep skipping over this shit, man, because. And I know I know some of you guys think, oh, well, John, you a man. Shouldn't you like, you know, a woman being approached by a man? I don't like that shit. Because. If you approach a woman with, with respect, then I can understand it. Here we go. I got the shit. Listen to this shit. I'm not on yet. Okay, thank you. We don't want to yeah, we're not on. Thank you. 20 seconds. Thank you. You're beautiful as hell. Thank you. God damn. I better not be on a motherfucking camera. But why are you over here on camera, though? Watch Spectrum News. You can find out. Go find Let me pause real quick. Now, he's over there trying to figure out. You know, he's looking. He said, 
You beautiful as hell. God damn. Mm. I bet not be on fucking camera. Now, she tried to leave the conversation. You heard she said, watch whatever channel spectrum you'll find out why I'm over here. Like she's trying to leave the conversation. But he don't leave. Let's dive back in. Find the TV and watch Spectrum News. You can find out. For what reason? Watch the news and you can find out. This is Channel 9 and 1, usually. 1 and 9. See, that's why I can't be left alone with a black woman. Mm. Or a mulatto chick. We are done here. Have a great rest of your day. You are sick. Oh my god. That shit is so fucking cringe. Introducing the first ever. Let's clap it up for her, man. I want to clap it up for her. AT4 lineup. For being composed in that moment and just for keeping it cool. Now, the shit I don't like. Now, it's early. It seemed like it was early in the morning, about six, seven, eight o'clock in the morning. So to send this black woman out there with no like, I believe that they need security in some kind of way. Like you send a team to report on some shit in the hood. You have the cameraman and you have the woman. Two people who I assume are ill-equipped to deal with a dangerous, hostile situation if one comes up. Now, need I recall years back where I believe it was in California where you had a female news reporter shot dead on camera during a news report. Now, I'm not even going to look up that clip because that shit was fucking insane. You had a white female news reporter live on air shot dead. Now, I forgot if it was a stranger or if it was an ex-boyfriend. Whatever the fuck ha- happened, it don't matter. Like when you send a camera team out to the hood, to the inner city, you need security. So to send this black woman out there to the hood, like I said, it's, it's early in the morning. You got motherfuckers just walking by. This motherfucker was white. He appeared drunk and intoxicated. So to send her out there and deal with that shit, the hostile situation, the rude remarks, he said, see, this is why I cannot be left alone in a room with a black woman. Like, what does that tell you? Like, what does that tell you? Oh, my God. Like, that tells you right there. He's saying... If I am in a room alone with a, with a black woman, some shit may pop off. In regards to rape, being aggressive, molestation, whatever the case may be. But um, let's, let's boo that fucking news team, man. Fucking news station sending a black woman out there to the hood to report with no security. Just feeling unprotected, man. We got to stop that shit, man. We have to. Like I said, me as a black man, I know some of you guys thought before, you know, oh, well, you know, you don't support black. I support black women. I love black women. But speaking of black women, man, we all know Keisha Cole, man. Now, I remember being in, I think it was middle school or high school where Keisha Keisha Cole had her show on BT. It was like Keisha Cole behind the scenes, family, some shit. 
Now, I understand the star of the show was supposed to be Keisha Cole. But the star of the show back then was her mama, Frankie. Every time her mama, Frankie, came on camera, got on the mic, she said some wild shit. She was entertaining. But also, she pulled at our heartstrings. You know, her her battling addiction, drugs, trying to better herself, then relapsing at the same time. It was hard to not root for Frankie. Keisha Cole's mama, but... Last week, she passed away on her birthday. Like, shit. Like, first thing I said was. Oh, my God. Like, to pass away in general was tough. But to pass away on your birthday. Now, news reports came out, said that she passed away of a drug overdose. Now, that makes it even worse, man. But, um, matter of fact, let's clap it up for Frankie in her life. The life that she lived because she died. I believe she was in her 60s. I'm probably fucking up the age, but I'm not doing it on purpose. But I want to clap it up because the fact that she was able to live, you know, with any kind of struggle she had, like just being alive. It was a blessing, man, because like I said, just looking back in time, I would have wished for her life to be differently. Same thing with DMX. Like, it troubles me when people who battle demons end up passing away before they can, quote unquote, seek redemption. Because I feel like she has so much time left. I believe that people tried to help her. But something that we all know, especially in the black community, is that sometimes it's tough to help people with addiction. Sometimes you can't help them because the only person who can fully help themselves overcome addiction or any kind of trauma is the person themselves. Like we can go above and beyond to try and help somebody. But if that person does not make no effort to help themselves, sometimes it just, it may be a lost cause. Now, speaking of a lost cause, man, there was a hospital in Cleveland who gave a kidney to the wrong motherfucker. Like imagine like just for one second, Picture yourself in this situation. You are in the hospital. You know, you are awaiting a kidney transplant. Now, you are approved for a kidney. The kidney is coming. Let's let's the kidney is coming. That brand new kidney is yours. It's coming. It is on the way. Kidney is covered. Yes, sir. But it's just so how happened that. The hospital gave the kidney to the wrong person. So the person that was waiting for a kidney, the hospital had a mix up in Cleveland and they gave the kidney to the wrong motherfucker. Oh, my God. Now, I want to play you guys the news clip, because when I seen this story, I was like, that's it. Come on, man. Like, this is not a fucking BET movie. How the fuck you mix up? And give the kidney to the wrong person. How does that happen? But this is the news report from News 5 Cleveland. 
And breaking news tonight from your university hospitals, the health system confirming to our five on your side investigators there was a significant mistake during a recent kidney transplant. Yeah, an absolutely wild story. We've learned a patient received the wrong kidney. Five on your side investigator Jonathan Wash has been working on this story all day today. And uh, Jonathan, you've learned in the past uh, hour or so that this happened in the past 10 days. As a matter of fact, after we started asking questions, UH confirmed to us that this happened on July the 2nd involving two patients. Now, here are some parts of the statement that were just released to us late this afternoon. Take a look at your screen, and I'll read it along with you. We are dismayed that an error recently occurred, resulting in one patient receiving a kidney intended for another. The kidney is compatible, and the patient is recovering as expected. Another patient's transplant surgery, presumably who that kidney was supposed to go to, has been delayed at this point. UH says it has notified the United Network for Organ Sharing. That's the organization that manages the national organ transplant system. The statement goes on to say, we are also carefully reviewing this situation to understand what led to the error and to ensure that such an event will never happen again. Two of our caregivers are on administrative leave pending the determinations of our investigation. Of course, we followed up on this statement by asking questions like, who are the caregivers? What's the next step in the investigation? But we have not gotten a response to those questions. Although UH does tell us it, quote, it has offered its sincerest apologies to these patients and their families. Of course, we'll stay on top of it for you and give you the latest. Reporting live, I'm 500 Side Investigator, Jonathan Walsh. All right, Jonathan, thank you. Stay I want to boo them straight off the rip. Like, how the fuck do you give a kidney to the wrong person? Now, I understand mistakes happen. Like, everybody's human, I get that. But that is the kind of shit you don't mix up. Now, I don't know too much detail about it in regards to the intricate details, but what if the motherfucker who got the kidney did not need a kidney? Then... How does that work if now they receive a kidney that is not compatible with their body? Because people are on, you know, lists for a reason. Like people who need like a heart transplant. Like everybody's heart is not compatible. So sometimes, like same thing with like blood transfusion. It got to be the right blood and shit. So now what if I get a kidney that I didn't need? Is my body going to be fucked up because of your mistake? So that's what I'm saying. It's some shit. It's just, it's so many factors that play a part. And the outcome because I started watching the show on um on Peacock entitled Doctor Death. Now this shit is a real story where there there's a doctor out there. Well, there was he's in jail now. I'm not gonna spoil the shit for you guys, but he's in jail and he was literally Doctor Death to where, for example, he show up to a surgery. Let's let's say for example the customer. I mean not the customer. The patient needs a new. Like bone implant or some shit like that So instead of doing that He was doing some shit Cutting up tendons Cutting up blood vessels To where he knew By him doing that It would leave the person paralyzed And he wasn't even doing the shit That they was going in for So some patients died He left some patients paralyzed Like this shit was crazy man So if you got Peacock Watch that shit It's top notch Great acting Great actors. It's entitled Doctor Death. Watch that shit, man. Watch that shit. Now, so, I try not to talk about this shit, man. But there was a porn star by the name of I think her name. You say her name, Dahlia Dahlia Sky. Now, she committed suicide. 
Now, when I first heard the story, I was like, okay, porn star committing suicide. You know, something probably happened which caused her to commit suicide. But as I looked up the story, I did my research, I kept browsing around. Like my heart started hurting because, you know, she ended up. Let me see if I can find the news clip. Now they don't got a news story about that, but hold on, let me let me check what the fuck this is. We checking this shit in real time. Nah, that, that's fucked up. They got the audio down, but you know she was diagnosed with, I believe it was stage four breast cancer terminal, and I believe she was the age of thirty. Between 30 and 32. Now it's tough, man. Like it's tough. <laughs> like, like I said all the time, I'm a visual thinker. So when I picture somebody between the age of 30 and 32 being diagnosed with stage four, stage four cancer, anything, it takes me back to Chadwick Boseman, a young brother who was, what was he, 40, 41, 42. He passed away after dealing with, you know, Stage four terminal cancer. Now, this young woman, after receiving her diagnosis, you know, I can understand why she became suicidal, why she ended up battling depression, and ultimately she passed away, man. So I want to clap it up. Like, now when I say clap, like, I'm not saying clap it up, like me actually clapping that she died. I want to clap it up the fact that she lived her life. You know, even though her story was cut short, she lived her life. She did something that she enjoyed. And I'm just happy that right now, you know, she is not dealing with no more hurt, no more pain. And she can now rest in peace and just have eternal healing. So I want to clap it up now. I know I said I was going to do this episode by myself, but we're going to call up a guest, man. We're going to call up. She's been on the podcast before, man. New Orleans own the wine. We gonna call and, and I want to call her up because <sighs> my boy sent in a story. It's a true story of something that his friend is doing. His friend is doing this shit. So I want, like, I, mm, I want to get her opinion on this story, on this topic because it, it involves a man doing something in a relationship. That I feel is fucked up. So I feel like, okay. Yo, yo. You hear me? (laughs) What up? What it do? How you been doing? Aside from having no car, how you been? I am. I have joy. I have peace. I'm healthy. Mm. People love me. So, you know, shit happens and... Now speaking of rolling with now, have you got the COVID vaccine or you ain't get the COVID vaccine yet? Or you still said fuck it? I, I actually just got it like Friday. <sighs> have you got sick from it or has everything been great so far? Because I want to get the everything vaccine, was, but I'm scared to get hesitant. it. Yeah, me too. Like I was hesitant for the longest. I was like, I am not getting that for mm-hmm. me. I don't know what they're doing, and then just. I just kind of follow like my intuition with it and went ahead with it. What my made you get it? What made like, you get it? Um, honestly, just 
I think, okay, I haven't been really following the news a lot. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly, <laughs> I began to hear, like, these horrific stories about, like, the Delta variant. And I know back at home. Yeah, it's, it's coming like, back. It's, it's coming like back. Crazy. So I was like, you know, I know I've been healthy this last, you know, year and a half or so. I said, but I'm going to go ahead and do it. And I'm like, look, Lord. I don't know what they put in me, but try to protect me. So <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and get it and let you handle the rest. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm good, though. That's good to hear. Now, you know why I called you up. Now, last week, my friend, he sent me a, a scenario, and I was like, damn, like I got to get your opinion because now I'm going to read it. Now, keep in mind that this is like a relationship story. It, it was kind of in okay. regards to what I told you yesterday. Now, it says, a friend of mine dated this girl for some years, and they broke up on good terms. Years later, he gets married, and the ex-girlfriend sees him, and they begin to have a normal conversation. She then asked him if he could be the sperm donor for her baby because she wants to have a baby in the clinic. Now, she mm-hmm. feels he would be a great candidate for her, you know, in regards to being a baby's dad. And she told him that that it's no sexual contact, only medical. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. My, my friend said if he says yes and he gives her the sperm, is that considered cheating? It's only it's not considered cheating, but if you are not communicating that with your wife, then that's certainly problematic. I mean, but but and, but that's still to me it falls under some some form of like infidelity. It, it has to yeah, in some I mean, kind of so way. It's not like sexual. It's not like sexual intimate, but you are now sharing, you know, your DNA <laughs> with this other person. So I I don't think the word cheating is. The term for it, but it's you don't? like the same way. Like, yes, it's cheating, but it's like a whole nother level of like this, like this honesty. Like, you're not showing any loyalty whatsoever with the woman you decided to create a, a real family with. Mm-hmm. So, it's certainly an issue. I'm not saying. I mean, because to me, that to me that goes beyond cheating, because like now, yeah, you, now you're giving your ex a baby. A, a lineage like you're <laughs> it's a whole line that you've given her that's of you and you already decided that y'all two's not working out so why would you just double back and you might as well go fuck her if, if you don't do that <laughs> okay hold on hold, no, okay so now to play devil's advocate okay so now if you married to a guy and the guy comes to you and like uh-huh. he and like he actually tries to have a mature conversation about that like how would a man go about doing that like, how would a man come to you and let you know, look, Dewan, I seen my ex. Now, look, we not having sex, but she really thinks uh-huh. I'll be a great, you know, dad or my sperm, my genetics would be great for her to have a child by. So I, I'm thinking about giving her my sperm. Now, again, keep in mind, there's no sex, but, you know, okay. can I give her my sperm? Like, like, how can a man even approach his wife or girl with that bullshit ass scenario, it's to me it's tough. Like, well, wh- like, why is he coming to you? Like, there's so many other options. There's millions of dudes who like to go look at them little magazines and jerk off and donate their sperm. You know, so a woman who didn't like, why is he so desperate? I mean, you I know? mean, I mean, but in that situation, <laughs> to me, it's not like it could be vindictive. You know, like you see that this man. I, and of course, like I don't know his situation with his wife. Like, mm-hmm. and like, what if his wife can't have kids? Like, that's gonna bring on a whole nother like 
spiritual attack. Like, she's going to be jealous. She's going to feel some type of way. Y'all relationship is going to crumble. Hmm. You know, like, it just doesn't, it's just not fair at all. It's like, you have no, like, this <laughs> somebody from your past. Like, why would you even come to me and ask me something like that? I mean, that to make the story funnier, you know, like last night he messaged me and he told me that his friend did it. His friend said, yes, his friend oh is going to give God. the sperm. Now, as of right now, I believe that the no. guy still has not spoken to his wife yet. Like, that's the he crazy was, part. He, he's trying to commit suicide. Like, that suicide by wife. That's what that's going to be called. Mm-hmm. Suicide by wife. <laughs> like, he, want, he wants to be dead. Clearly. <laughs> like, would you kill your husband he, if you found out your husband did that? Let me tell you, I wouldn't kill him. I'm going to let the Lord have you gotta leave I, him. You gotta leave him after like, that shit. Oh hell yeah! Like nah, fam. Like you, you just violated me. And nah, like you can. I mean, you can forgive things, like, but I can't even trust you. But it's like the fact that there wasn't even a conversation had. I feel mm, like that was yeah, less yeah. Than yeah. Local, That's disrespect. Like, it's disrespectful. A hundred percent. Like to like to not even have the respect for you to even to now I understand yes you may still say no you probably gonna say no but to not even bring this shit to your awareness to your attention to just go behind your back and right. give your sperm to another woman that's the ultimate disrespect for me that's top notch like my chest like seriously though like <laughs> my chest hurts for this lady because mm-hmm. when she find out I, w- <laughs> I'm just gonna have to, I, I think I'm gonna have to pray like, because- I, I'm scared for her I'm scared I'm scared, man. Me too. I mean, but look, hold on. Now that I got you on here. Now, the fact that you a lawyer, like, like I want to know, matter of fact, hold up. The story, now there was a man in Florida. He was a white guy by the name of Gentry Burns. Now, he had HIV and, you know, he uh-huh. knew, he knew it. But he was going around having sex with this woman, that woman, this woman, that woman, like knowingly giving them HIV. And I know in some states, yeah, yeah, I know like in some states, like shit like that can get you life in prison. So I guess like, like with your knowledge, with, with like your expertise, like if this happened in say New Orleans, like, like, like what is the, the maximum amount of time a man can get for doing some shit like that? Like knowingly giving HIV out to women. So in Louisiana, you can get a fine up to five thousand dollars and in prison for not more than ten years. That's um, it. And crazy, right? Crazy enough, true story. Um, the high school I went to in New Orleans, our chemistry teacher, he ended up having sex with a student, one of the track players at a school in another parish. Though, like this was like after I graduated high school, mm-hmm. and he gave that little boy HIV. Um, oh, he had sex yeah. with a man. Yeah, like, a man had sex with a man. Yeah, a do- yeah. With yeah, a child. A, a, a child. Wow. And he was the person, like yeah. And I would think that you would get way more time because it's like you're yeah. Because child. if you give out HIV, that person has HIV for life. Like, it's no cure for that. I mean, let's see Magic Johnson. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but everybody don't got Magic Johnson money to 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 get his level of treatment. Everybody, everybody's not afforded that luxury, you know. But I mean, and also think about it too, just because I mean, even with like murder and stuff like that, mm-hmm. there are people who 
they got people who can get probation for killing somebody. You know that, right? You said who can get proba- so, probation? You can get pro- you can get probation. Wait, wait. Do you mean do you mean like like black people? Or do you or like or do you mean like police? <laughs> yes, black people can act like. I mean, but but I. F- on, mm. but, depending on like how your case was negotiated down. That's what like, I was about to say. So, pr- like probation under what context though? Okay. Like self defense murder or okay, just like straight out? like that that's kind of like self-defense in a way like you kind of defending yourself yeah, from like yeah but sometimes you can't walk away right and hence why it'll be murder like so it's it's very fact intensive right mm-hmm. uh, everybody and that's why it's so frustrating when you get these situations and people love to say well if no i don't i don't want <laughs> I don't want to get into that. Don't but go too far. Everybody's situation is different. Yeah, I know. Everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, now, I kind of I kind of didn't want to ask you this, but, okay, now the last thing I want to ask you, you know, you know, going back to the case for HIV. So, mm-hmm. let's make it broad. Like, why do you think men, women, people in general, especially black folks, do not get tested before we have sex with people? It's it's like just, yeah, just so because you meet somebody. You you just, just, yeah, it's like this uh, this blind trust that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, two, you're just thinking like, ain't no way he's just out here wilding. You know, it's like it's it's very immature and stupid. But I mean, but that's the world now. That's the world we live in now. Yeah, I know. It's like, but then it's, it's probably even though it's crazy and it's counterintuitive, people are afraid to know the truth. It's it's like any other like truth right mm-hmm. some people are really afraid to see that and to deal with that demon when they can just really cast their fears away and just go get fucking tested and a lot of that stuff is free especially with hiv you're right it takes two seconds they mm-hmm. trick you all right you, you're doing again not if you're not you better get on the little pills <laughs> that they I, I mean, because in my life, life. <laughs> like in my life, like I've gotten so many, you know, you know, STD tests and it's quick. Like it's right. it's about five to 10 minutes. Like most people wake up in the morning and sit up on their phone for about an hour, two hours before they get up. A test is right. five to 10 minutes. You can, you, can, you, you can sit right there in the clinic. Exactly. You, you can still be on your phone. phone. You can still be on the phone right. on your phone, but you can get tested. But like I tell this to new couples all the time, it's just like before you have sex, just go get tested so you can know that you're being safe. Right. That's it. That's that's it's uh, the world we live in now. It's just it's so crazy. It's so fucked up. You got people out here who may not like you may have good intentions, but that don't mean the person you meet has the same intentions that like the same thing with this case. And that's why I say if you. 
you know, you take the precaution, you go get tested, you know, you, you just take care of yourself, you eliminate shit like that from even happening in the first place. That's just how I feel. And it doesn't cause, and, and it's like, when they say like, um, like a cost benefit analysis, like the burden is so low for you to go and get that done. Like, mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> you know, it's it's not costly. It's not. Um, it's not costly at anything. all. Yeah, but just do it like Nike. Like I, <laughs> like I said, it's so many places out here that just do it for free. Like low cost, low income clinics. You go there five, ten minutes, boom, you in and out. Like you find out you negative, you positive, and you can adjust exactly by the <laughs> Hey, nah, 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 nah. But but that's why I called you up. But please make sure you go get your car fixed. Like if if they don't fix your car by Wednesday, going to be like you got to start smacking motherfuckers. You like, got to come like oh my god i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to be like a, a damsel in a night and just walk to the highway and you know i mean damn to me that's kind of scary though i mean because like if i was in new york city like if i was in back in like new york like having no car i'll be okay but being here in georgia in the right. south you know everything is not just you can't just walk every it's, single place uh, even if i was at home in the water i would be straight I mean, do they have buses there in the part you live in love yeah, joy they got, they got now, see, they do, but for me to get, I mean, but the, but the, all the way yeah. to like Cobb County, that's gonna take it's it's gonna take hours. hours. It's yep, it's gonna take hours because, like I said, like you know, like transportation down here, the bus or the train, it's not like L.A. or New York. It's like it's it's long. The shit is slow. So, like, I really hope you get your car fixed. And when you told me, I was like, shit, because like I just pictured myself having no car in the South, and Jesus. It's, it's, I'm, not, I'm not winning. <laughs> yeah. I'm not winning. Like I said, you could do Uber, you could do Lyft, but it's not the same as, you know, being able to Ooh. just move at well, your own wait, pace. Wait, wait, wait. Hold up. Time out. Yeah. You could do Uber and Lyft. Negro, do you know how much it's going to cost? Yeah. It's costly. It's, it, it ain't cheap. That's going to be like $120 a day. <laughs> so it, it's like, I'm like, I probably, so I'm going to work. Yeah, you 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 like going to work to pay for that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey. I'm losing. Jordan, come here. All right. So right now, I'm. Let me get my son. Let me. Nah, nah, nah. See, see. You know, right now with the car situation, like we gonna say a prayer for you. Come here, Jordan. Come here. Come here. Jordan. Jordan, bow, pray for me. Jordan, bow your head. Close your eyes. Dear Lord. You know, we sit up here today on the Sunday and we just we pray that Dewan gets her car fixed so she can move in peace, so she can move at her own free will and not it's it's just not sit back, Lord, and have to deal with the Uber, the lifts, and that she can get on her own two feet. Mm, You better preach now. If you say it with me, Jordan, say amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. Say amen. Amen. <laughs> amen. <laughs> oh, man. Lord, I'm going to have to see you $20, brother. I'm going to sew into that word. Amen. <laughs> All right, but I'm going to hit you. You got me sweating in here. You got me sweating in here. Jesus. I'm going to hit you back, though. Yeah, he, he felt that spirit on you. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hit you back. I'm sweating. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, go get your little fan and cool down. All right, I'll hit you back. <laughs> All right. Bye. Oh, man. 
I'm over here sweating, man. I didn't even know we was going to jump into a little sermon, but shit. Like I said, man, being being an adult, especially being here in Georgia, like when I first came to Georgia, I didn't have no car. That's when I realized, oh, shit. Like having no car in the South when shit be so far, that shit is it's tough to deal with, man. So having a car, like if my car got fucked up, that messed up my whole life. I can't go to work. It's like, yes, I can take Uber and Lyft. But like she said, Uber and Lyft, you basically working to pay for that shit. So, like, I hope she get her car fixed. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like I say, real conversations, real shit, everything matters, man. Like, we we, we got to keep having these real conversations in our community. We have to. Like, not having these real conversations, I feel like it's detrimental to society. And we're not doing our part as black people to keep people informed, to keep people just up to date. On the real shit Again you guys can support my cash app It's dollar sign NYC story 718 You guys can repost Reshare for free Keep checking it out Keep tuning in It's your boy John A. Schultz We out